1: It's 807 on a Saturday morning. Yes, indeed, we are here, my friends. This is Lawn and Garden. And it is a live show and it is the day after Christmas. But Scott Maxim, Ashley Frasca, I would miss you so terribly if I did not see you, even if it were the day after Christmas holidays. And so we're all here doing the Lawn and Garden show. If you have a garden question, we're doing two for one sale this morning, 404-872-0750. Two questions answered in place of one. If you have two questions. No. No punishment from <laughs> Ashley Frasca In fact, we're going to give away good things right now Just to make you happy Patricia Collins from Callaway Gardens is here And Patricia, every springtime Every every, every winter, winter, every yeah, January winter. We
2: have a Southern Gardening Symposium
1: Yeah, and so when Let's check the dates Because the, people need to check the dates Janu-
2: The very last of January January 29, 30, and 31 Right,
1: 29, 30, 31 So number one, check your calendar To make sure you're in town For January 29, 30, 31 all right, I'll give everybody about a minute to go check on that.
2: And then uh, it's a great program. One one registration, you you, and it's worth $259. 259.
1: Right. And so, so tell us some of the speakers. What are we going to uh,
2: do? Got great. It's a great r- lineup. Uh, the ones that we know about mostly uh-huh. are Michael Durr and Vince Dooley. Great. So, uh, University of Georgia, Colson Burrell. Uh, is uh, from Virginia We've got um, Larry Mellinchamp From North Carolina We've got uh, Arlie Powell From Petals from the Past He's right. going to do Small Fruits uh, Carol Reese from Tennessee uh, Mary Beth Chaddicks is from uh, Near Birmingham uh, Bill Smith is going to do A, a workshop Of uh, Landscape Design Workshop And Doug Ptolemy uh, is going to be talking about Restoring nature's uh, relationships at home About how we need more native plants And that sort of thing
1: So listeners right now You've heard some names That you may may know one or two You know uh, Michael Durr maybe You know Vince Dooley for sure University of Georgia Bulldogs And these other names don't mean a lot to you I, as a horticultural expert, have been hearing these names for years and years and years. Doug Ptolemy, the rest of them, they are excellent. They are down-to-earth, very practical, full of knowledge, very helpful, very approachable, and they do fabulous jobs doing their presentations. Dur, Armitage, the rest of them, or not Armitage, but Dooley, the rest of them are going to do a fabulous job. You get to go to the Southern Garden Symposium if you call at the right time. So... Alright, check the dates, check the dates one more time January 29,
2: 30 and 31, January
1: Alright, if you are one of those people who have 29, 30, 31 free If you are the third caller to our contest line Ashley says at 404 741 404 3rd caller gets to, get to come to the Southern Garden right. Symposium in late January Right It'd be awesome. They are really good names. I mean, it's understandable that well, listeners to this show might not know who these people are, but it's—I'll give you the seal of approval, the stamp of approval. You will enjoy this symposium because these are great speakers.
2: Thank you. And and you know, it's it's fun. You get to you get to also rub shoulders with them. You have some time that you can yeah. ask some specific questions. If you don't want to ask, you know, in front of everybody else, because you usually have a little little time for questions and answers. Um, but it's it's a wonderful. A lineup and this is a 30th annual Ooh. so that's why I wanted to have really great speakers yeah. I missed you I didn't have you. I'm going to have to have you for the oh, for another one oh, my um can't. but it's and some some of them one of them may be one, way over here and one of them may be way over here as far as their their thought process so we'll have some Good diversity, diversity and conversation. (laughs) Some good conversation.
1: (laughs) So, Les, you and I have a little conversation this morning about gardening in particular. Both of us, you and I, have been gardening for a while, a few years, a few years, couple years out there. And so, what garden plants right now are sort of exciting you? What garden plants do you see coming down the pike, or maybe that you see at Callaway that have been growing for a while? You think, man, that really has a lot of potential.
2: Well, I... Just like the lady that I called earlier About the hellebores, there's so many different New hellebores now, you know I thought, I just had the plain old ones That the, yeah. the ceilings come up There's so many different colors And whatever, and the, the Christmas rose, and the uh, Then the Linton rose, and the, All those sort of things, yeah. so that's that's One, and um, of course With Michael Durr, the hydrangeas You know, sure. he's always Getting the newest, the best, the whatever uh, hydrangea. they're now they want one of these like the endless summer that keep blooming and blooming yeah, and no matter yeah, how cold yeah, it gets, yeah. if we had cold. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I like the sort of esoteric things, personally, <laughs> like, you know, witch hazels and, you know, winter sweets and things that are um, you don't see
1: on every street corner. Right. I got you. You know, we need to stop and talk about endless summer hydrangeas and about regular normal mop head hydrangeas. Because I don't think I mentioned, maybe earlier in the morning, I mentioned to somebody that I had gone out to look at my hydrangeas. And the leaves, the buds, are about an inch long, inch and a half long on my hydrangeas now, the mop head hydrangeas. And I'm thinking, man, this is not good news. Because if cold weather comes in January, finally, if cold weather comes, I'm saying if. It comes in January, and those buds get frozen off. Those are the buds that will make the stems, that will make the flowers, that we will theoretically enjoy, should theoretically enjoy in the summertime. But if the stems and buds get frozen by the cold weather, no That's flowers. Right. That's right. So my oak leaf hydrangeas look fine. No swollen buds there. The Annabelle hydrangeas, again, mm-hmm. no swollen buds there. But for the mop head hydrangeas, the hydrangea macrophylla, the common blue and pink hydrangea, it may be a third year that we don't get many blooms, and the only way you can help to ensure yourself some blooms on your common hydrangea, cover it all the way over when cold weather's in the offing, cover it all the way down to the ground, all sides, get some earth heat underneath there to keep the buds from completely freezing off. Mm. I remember coming by Callaway Gardens. We were doing television down there, uh, Patricia, March of 2000 and 2003, something like that, and I remember touring Callaway because that was when they had had two weeks of really warm weather up in the 70s and then a cold hammer of 27 26 degrees hit at Callaway and I remember taking voluminous pictures of hydrangeas and grapes and uh, kiwi vines and all the things that had come out and were
2: frozen
1: absolutely crisp and solid let's go to the phones Benny is out in Covington Georgia and Benny joins us on lawn and Garden hey Benny yeah, good, good morning
3: Good morning, sir. First off, I'd like to say, uh, I appreciate you, appreciate you, sir.
1: Thank you, Benny. and your
3: uh, show as well. Um, I've got a, a, a yellow. Bell. Actually, I have two questions. Uh, I've got a yellow bell, and in the yellow bell, it's, it's it's been around for a while, so it's somewhat of a large plant. Yeah. But there's a vine that's growing in this uh, plant, and uh, the best way I've been able to take care of it so far is I go in, and it's it's hard to tell the, the, the difference between the yellow bell and this. Uh, Growing vine. Yeah. And uh, I'd like to know the better way of uh, taking care of this uh, this vine because Madonna's going to eventually overtake uh, the plant. I usually just take it, I try to pull stuff up uh, by the roots and that essentially kills it.
1: Any idea? Is this a vine you don't want or is this a vine you're trying to get out from the yellow bell in order to transplant to some other place? No, no, I
3: don't want it. It is not. Chances are some bird or something like that uh, could have transplanted something. I don't know. What kind of leaves does (laughs) it have on it,
1: Benny? Describe some leaves. Give me some ideas It looks
3: similar to a yellow bell. Wow. Exactly.
1: Are they green now?
3: Uh, No, sir. No, it's it's not green now. Uh, But I will tell you, I uh, I looked the day before yesterday, and I did see some buds on the uh, yellow bell. You were talking about out of season. And uh, that's that's rather interesting because uh, our yellow bells is really one of the first things that blooms in in my area, in my backyard sure. anyway.
1: Sure. So,
3: yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, just I haven't, it, you know, I pull it up the best I can, but if you don't get it all, then it don't, uh, you know, you still got the same problem. You have to go back and continuously do this.
1: Any thorns on it at all, Benny? No, sir. I think you're going to have to continue digging it up. Uh, I don't know what vine it is, and I'm looking for Smilax, which is in my yellow bell, or Forsythia. Listeners out there who want to know what a yellow bell is, Forsythia is the more common name for it. And uh-huh. uh, Forsythia can get vines that grow up in it, of course, and Smilax grows in mine. Um, sometimes they get a little bit of... Um, What's it called? The the wild sort of uh, clematis, I guess is what it's called. It's a little bitty vine. gets sort of creeping cucumbers. Another one. Boy, creeping cucumber gets all over it. Yeah. But well, Smilax, both that and creeping cucumber, the best way to control them is just keep digging, Benny.
3: Okay, yeah, well, it. Uh, in other words, it don't stay on the ground, it, it grows up. Yeah,
1: that's what a vine wants <laughs> to do, come on. On the right? ground, it's shady. What the vine wants is sun over the top of the shrubbery or the tree or whatever it's in front of. Kudzu, you know what kudzu does, it's looking oh, for the yeah, sun.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we Georgians know what kudzu is, yeah. I'll tell you that. Did you have okay, a second never, question, Benny? Uh, yes, sir, uh, this is a quickie here. Uh, I am in process of trying to uh, do landscaping and gardening and so forth, and uh, I, uh, uh, I'm. I'm uh, the question I have is, I've gone and I've done. Uh, meticulously, I've meticulously, got a uh, somewhat of a large place where I have uh, taken this up, and then I, according to my uh, uh, county agent, if I mix uh, the, the two or three different soil, like there's the bolts and then there's a the sandy soil, also the Georgia clay.
1: Yeah,
3: I got all that mixed together.
1: Okay.
3: Right, and I, I, I think it would be a good idea now. If I were to take my tiller and kind of uh, till the stuff over for aeration and so yeah, forth, yeah, would it be a good idea this time of year to help uh, go again the mulching and all that?
1: If it is not too soggy, and you know, in the last couple of days, my bet is it's going to be soggy. But Benny, it's going to dry out pretty fast. If you added the amendments and some sandy soil to the clay in there, and my bet is it'll dry out in just a couple three days if it doesn't rain anymore. And at that point, yes, when it's not soggy anymore, when you can take a handful of it and squeeze it in your hand, and it sort of breaks apart. If it doesn't break apart, if it stays like a mud ball in your hand, then it's still soggy and you need to hold off on the aeration and the tilling and all that. If it breaks apart, that tells you it's fine to till, to mix everything up together. And then you'll be so much further ahead of the game when it's time to plant, either in late February with your cool season vegetables, or in maybe April, when you're doing your tomatoes and squash and things like that. So yeah, but you got to, if you're gonna, if you're gonna till, if you're gonna dig in the soil right now, make sure the soil is not soggy, holding together. When it breaks apart, that's your signal. Benny, thanks for calling. It's eight eighteen, and you're listening to Lawn and Garden. College, did I see you shaking your shoulders like you were dancing to iron butter? <laughs> well, I sure just now? not. You did. I saw you moving right there. Yes, I did. A quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security based on Inagata DeVita there. Uh, 70 degrees, 70 degrees. Right now, 59 degrees outside, but it's going to be in the mid 70s this afternoon, the day after Christmas tonight. Low 60s, we're going to call it. Stay tuned. Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast. Comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We think we may have an answer. Diane in Bethlehem might have an answer for Benny and the vine in his Forsythia. What do you think, Diane?
4: My husband, back during the summer, he uh, got into our Forsythia and was pulling vines. Yeah. And uh, a man was there on the property and he told him he was pulling poison ivy. (laughs) 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 And sure enough, he did break out with a rash. Yeah. But I don't know if, you know, in the fall, you you start losing your leaves and all. And I know one time I got into some poison ivy because I didn't see the leaves. It was all vine, and I was pulling the English ivy. And I got a very bad rash of the poison ivy.
1: Well, two, two points there. One is, you're exactly right. Benny, though, said that the leaves of this vine look sort of like forsythia leaves, which are not trifoliate like poison ivy is, nor 5 foliage like uh, Virginia creeper. Both of them could be, you're right, into forsythia pretty easily. And they don't have leaves right now, so it's possible that Mr. Benny... But he would have told us, don't you think, Diane, if he'd had the poison ivy? He would have Surely, said, oh, i got a rash all over.
4: Unless he's been wearing gloves. Maybe. And, you know, long sleeves. So that would have sort of protected him. I mean, I look at the stuff and it jumps on me. But, uh...
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the second point I wanted to make, Diane, is that you can get a, a skin rash from English ivy. We don't think of it as being particularly, you know, irritating to our skin. But I have seen, and my son particularly one day was pulling, and it was only English ivy. I do not believe in my heart there was any poison ivy nearby. And it's known that there's some reaction from English ivy oh. to susceptible people. So you can get a rash from even English ivy. We just don't think about it commonly. So possibility there too. But Dan, could be poison ivy, could be Virginia creeper. Probably not uh, uh, English ivy on his thing we're still the, the jury I think is still out we still haven't figured out what vine is in Benny's forsythia plant it's 828 News Talk WSB we'll be back after news
0: live and festive in the public's Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB
1: It's 8.36 on a Saturday morning, the Saturday after Christmas. You betcha. We're here to answer your garden questions at 404-872-0750. 9 o'clock, Dave Baker will be here as well for the Home Fix-It show. You can call him to ask your Home Fix-It questions. I might mention that uh, drainage and roof questions might predominate this morning if you have a question about how to fix or who to call or what to do about your rain-impacted landscape or more importantly your house and we come this morning also to our good friend Mickey Gasway the pride of Boaz Alabama and the pride of Pike Nursery good morning Mickey hi how are you Merry Christmas
5: Merry Christmas to you
1: so we're not going to talk about how much rain came down yesterday we're all pretty much aware of that (laughs) Um, we know that you're here so your little house did not float away down the down the river so we're okay That's that's good but we are here to talk about the Pike Pick of the Weekend, what you can save some big bucks on buying.
5: Houseplants.
1: Just all your houseplants? All
5: the houseplants. How
1: about the orchids?
5: Orchids, they're a houseplant.
1: Well, all right. I just want to make sure there's no exceptions here. You might
5: just outside right now, but not for long. <laughs> all right.
1: So no no fine print of this is not, not no, included. That's not included. Plants. This is just houseplants. All right. Good deal. We might always mention that houseplants make a fabulous hostess host gift for holiday and New Year's Eve celebrations and you got all day today to get it take it home admire it and then take it to your friend's house for the for the party this coming week.
5: That's right. And they also it makes the house look better when you take the Christmas tree out and the
1: planters
5: <laughs> and yeah. all that to put the um, to have something to go back in there. Kind course. Of course. And it softens everything
1: up. Of course, of course, of course. Oh, I have a question for you, Mickey. Okay. I had a caller earlier this morning who wanted to know whether she could use a hellebore, a linen rose, as a houseplant. And I
5: heard that. I wouldn't. Yeah. I, but it may have been inside for a long time or she got it at a florist Maybe. or somewhere like that. And I would probably ease it out a little bit, but I, I'd at least put it out on the porch and then get it outside. I mm-hmm. just don't think they're all right. houseplants.
1: All right, so we agree with each other. You, me, Patricia Collins, we're all <laughs> too. In a, on the same Absolutely. page as that regards. So let's talk a minute about houseplants. If they're on sale for 20% off at all the pike nurseries this morning, we got to keep them alive. There's no sense in buying one even 20% off and having it poop out on you in two weeks. So what are your houseplant success tips, Mickey?
5: I think get the right plant in the right place. You know, don't try to uh, put something that needs a lot of light in the corner where it doesn't get any light. And I think a lot of people overwater them. I think that's a big problem. I think the light and the water, getting the light right and the water right. And if you are just starting, maybe you want to start with an easy one. Get a jade plant or something like that. Jade plants are whenever I do a a garden club on houseplants. I always say, "What's what's your the longest living house plant? Who's got the longest lived house plant?" And it's always either a jade plant or Christmas cactus.
1: And in my case, <clears throat> pothos is extremely well, easy to grow in the shade. It grows yes. great in my house.
5: I had a pothos in the yard in, the, in a real shady area outside until yeah. about two weeks ago.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, I've got one of your dracaenas outside right now that until well, last week maybe uh, looked pretty darn good in the container on my front porch. I
5: too, too. I've got some, uh, I've got several things. I've got several ferns, indoor ferns, well, you know, tropical ferns yeah. in, outside that are still there. So it's just been a weird year and I'm with you with the hydrangeas. It scares me to death. I looked yeah. at mine and mine are
1: Almost opened. Yeah, right. Almost opened up. Here's another tip. There are listeners out here right now, Mickey, who are thinking, I would love to have a house plant, but I have never much garden before. How do I know which one is the right one? I will assure you, if you go to a pike nursery, there's always somebody there who knows what they're talking about. You can just say, hey... I'm thinking about buying this plant right here. Can you tell me what it needs? Does it need Absolutely. sun? Does it need shade? Does it need blah blah blah? And that is one resource if there are, you know people around that are the the Pike Associate is helping. You can Google things. You can just Google Oh, and are, our plants
5: are usually most of them are real well labeled. And they have
1: labels, right?
5: And, and you can look and see if it's low light or if it's high light.
1: Yeah, but one of the things I really like about Pike is that Pike employees are trained and they know what they're doing there. Most of them have been gardeners before, and so that is one of the places you just are guaranteed if you, you know, if you wait for around and ask the right shirt. person. Yeah, the green if shirt. Somebody's <laughs> got on a
5: green shirt. You know that they have done some, they've done some work. They they've really done some study, and they are they're good.
1: And if it's some old coot wandering around <laughs> with gray hair and a t-shirt and flip flops on, that's probably me, and uh, I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. Um, I was informed by some close members of my family that during the, I think during the fall, when I was wearing a t shirt Mm -hmm. with a little short vest and my shorts (laughs) and flip flops, they said, he looks like Barney Rubble. (laughs) (laughs) So.
5: <laughs> oh, fact, oh, I also wanted to remind you, not to change the subject, but I wanted to remind you that we all of our Christmas stuff is all 70% off. Oh,
1: that's awesome, too.
5: And so I hope everybody will come in and check it out. we got Stop doing it. some good stuff the uh, day before Christmas, so all right, come in the, and check it out.
1: For the Pike Pick, remember, you go to the cashier with whatever houseplants you've gotten and say, Cashier, this is 20% off. This is Mickey and Walter's Pipe Pick of the Weekend. And if you get some Christmas decorations in there, remind them 70% off on everything Christmas. You got it. You got it. All right, Mickey, if we wanted to find any pipe location to where we get all this great information, where would we go?
5: AtHikeNursery.com. Of
1: course, Mickey is great talking to you. See you soon. See you soon. Bye bye. fish is the number on lawn and garden. Let's take one call and then we'll go back to Patricia Collins and give away another um, uh, spring garden symposium ticket. We go to Callaway Gardens. Let's go to David in Monticello in Jasper County. Jasper County, David. Uh, yeah. Hey man,
3: I have these beautiful thirty foot little cypresses. Yeah, and I like pine trees. You know, they don't have the cones. And- any way to make seedlings so I can plant these things in the backside of my property.
1: How many That's do you want to 10. propagate? How many do you need?
3: Uh, I need it for about a hundred foot span.
1: So if we plant them the them trees at, are
3: what, six feet around, full grown?
1: Yeah, they're a little bit bigger than that, full grown. Most cultivars are closer to 10 feet around, or 10 feet across, I mean, full grown. So, so I would, would plant them probably at.
3: Probably 20, 8 to, make a to good 10.
1: It's not worth it. It's not worth it. You're going to spend at least two or three years, David, getting them to gallon size. That's going to be two or three years that they could be growing in your property line landscape. You can go to nurseries near Monticello and buy them in a gallon for $10, $11, something like that. It's going to be easier not to propagate. It's easier just to go buy them, put them in the ground, prepare the soil real nicely beforehand so they really take off fast, plant them, and be done with it.
3: Are they good sound barriers? Pretty, uh, pretty good. good,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, not bad. Yeah, my, I got
3: 16 behind my house, at Dairy Queen, so that was one of the reasons I was trying to grow them and keep the keep noise out. Yeah,
1: it'll keep some noise out, but remember there's a, a visual component to noise too, so seeing the people at Dairy Queen makes them sound noisier, and if you can't mm-hmm. see them because the Lelands are the screen, the sound may be there, but you can't see them, so it really sort of blends into your background. All right. All right. I appreciate you. David, thanks for calling, my friend. All right, have a good day. Let's give something away and make somebody happy, Patricia. Day after Christmas, we got the Southern Garden Symposium coming up on what dates? Uh,
2: January 29, 30, and 31.
1: Check it It's our count.
2: 30th annual. It's going to be a blowout. And it's, uh,
1: <laughs> they've got, what, half a dozen or ten speakers? Ten speakers, Doug yes. Doug uh-huh. Yeah. Michael Durr, uh, Vince uh, Dooley. Vince Dooley. Yeah, we got got
2: uh, Colson Burrell. We've got uh, Larry Melanchap. We've got um, Arnie P- Arlie Powell. We've got. Carol Reese, uh, Mary Beth Shaddocks from uh, yeah. she has a nursery with her husband in uh, in Birmingham, Bill Smith, uh, Doug Ptolemy, and then June Mays is going to be talking about the gardens of Downton Abbey. If anybody is an addict like me, yeah. loves to watch that show.
1: Now remember, so, you can get details about the Southern Garden Symposium at, at CallawayGardens.com, so you can see the details of who these people are. But I promise you, these are great speakers. They are fabulous speakers. They're very very friendly and approachable. Ask them all the questions. In the whole world. You get a free ticket to come down to Callaway Gardens and attend the symposium. Hmm, if you are which caller? Ashley Francis, He says caller number five. So caller number five to 404-741-0750. 404-741-0750. get your ticket to go see the Southern Garden Symposium at Callaway Gardens January the 29th, 30 and thirty one. And I thank Patricia Collins for being so generous with us okay. this morning. There's some bucks here. This is 200 and some dollars. 259 it's $259. Right. You're winning if you're the fifth caller. Let's go back to the phone. Scott is in Winder, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Scott. Good morning. Well, good morning, Walt. I want to talk to you a little bit about trying to plant bare root trees. What's been your past success rate? Is there are any do's and don'ts I might keep in mind? I've been more successful sometimes with bare roots than with potted trees. Can you, can you tell me a little bit about it? How uh, you went about it? Are you talking bare root fruit trees or what?
4: Uh, actually, they're the Rutgers variety of dogwoods.
1: Uh, the little ones? i little gotten, ones, like in the two to three foot range. You'll be surprised. You will be hmm. surprised, Scott, of how fast those little guys, and when you take them out, they look so spindly, they've got little roots on them and a couple of feet high, and you think, man, this isn't going anywhere. If you will... Prepare a nice, big, wide area simply by taking your shovel and churning the dirt up a little bit. No soil amendment needed. Scoop an area out in the middle that you can spread the roots of this little dogwood out in that uh, spot. Cover them over with dirt, of course. Put some pine straw mulch or wood chip mulch over the top for a couple of inches thick. Water, so it doesn't, doesn't dry out in the summertime a couple of times. Scott, that thing will be gone before you know it. And I promise if you put a gallon, two-gallon, three-gallon dogwood. It may be a little taller. Okay, it may be three or four feet high. And by two years from now, the one that's bare root will be above the one that's four feet uh-huh. tall initially. Never would have thought that. Yeah, yeah, yeah those little use, bare uh... roots go. The rooting hormones before you stick the uh, the, the root... F- Not the rooting hormone, but go, go, go to Pike and get some uh, Sure Start. Sure Start okay. is a really slow-release, high-phosphorus fertilizer and is a good thing to put in when you're uh, planting bare root as well as, as potted plants. Thanks, Juan. I'll give it a try. appreciate it. Do it, Todd. Let me know about that thing. I bet you in a couple of years you'll thank me. Will do. Thanks for calling. It's 847 at Newstalk WSB. We'll be back after this. <laughs>
0: This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Kirkmellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves the lawn and garden advice you need.
5: ...made out of ticky-tacky and they all look
4: just the same. And the people in the houses all went to the university. Where well, we hope they your boxes this holiday boxes week
1: have been full of good things, not the boxes on the hillside with ticky tacky inside them. We appreciate your listening this morning. Don't forget, there's a weather update here by Ackerman Security, a typical December day in, I don't know, Miami. Bahamas, someplace like that. That's what it's going to be today. Highs today in the mid-70s, overnight lows in the low 60s. Not much chance of rain, clouds a little bit throughout the day. Of course, beautiful day to get together, as I will with my family. Stay tuned. It allows the most accurate and dependable forecast. comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Bill is in Dunwoody, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Bill, hey, good morning.
3: Hi, Walter, I'll be quick. Yes, sir. I have two quick questions. Can I grow asparagus and boxes on my back porch to keep them out of the reach of the deer and the
0: raccoons?
1: Big box, yes. So it needs to be Patricia Collins, I would say, two... Three, four—it needs to be wide and deep. De- deep, I think deeper is the main thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go and foot and a half at difficult.
1: least. Number two, but... quickly. Yes, sir. I've got
3: big crepe myrtles, 18, uh, 18 foot tall or 20. I want to cut them back to about oh, 8 foot tall. Can right. I do that now?
1: If you want to make them ugly, yes, you can, Bill. They're going to bloom whatever you do to them. So, you decide when and where and all that, but you can do it anytime between now and I don't know, mid to late February. Yeah. And again, it's going to bloom no matter what you do, but well,
3: the blooms are like I just, the limbs are so low, I can't cut underneath them, okay? Oh, uh,
1: well, that's a problem. Yeah, you got to have limbs cut them up, limit up a little bit so you can get into there. Sure. I understand that. Right. That's it. I'll try the asparagus Asparagus. boxes. Yeah, let us know how that works, Bill. I would love to see what your results are, and depending on what size your box is, but I tend to be larger rather than smaller when it comes to asparagus. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bill. Patricia, I I know you're wondering whether or not the sweet potato fire in Farmville, North Carolina is finally out. If you remember last weekend, I mentioned that in Farmville, North Carolina, they had a silo full of pelletized sweet potatoes they used for dog food. It had caught on fire Thanksgiving... It's finally out. <laughs>
2: My goodness! I'm
1: glad, I, I knew you you want to know that December nineteenth. Finally, the sweet potato fire in Farmville was did put it smell, out.
2: Did it smell like a sweet potato casserole? It probably
1: did. All over the all over the town, It did caramelized sweet potatoes. They were pouring water on it. They did all sorts of crazy stuff to it. But I called the fire department. He said, "Yes, sir." He sounded very tired. He said, "Yes, sir." We finally closed it out on the nineteenth. I think a lot of people ask that same question. Sweet potatoes, gone, out of here. Patricia Collins, it's great to talk to you again for details about Thank the you. Southern Garden Symposium. Where do we go?
2: www.callowaygardens.com or email education at and I will send you a brochure.
1: And you'll be able to see that. It's again a great, interesting uh, weekend, January 29, 30, 31. For folks who want to know more about gardening and listen to really and talk to really, really intelligent Great presenters about the whole process of learning about gardening. My thanks go to this morning to the lovely, the talented Miss Ashley Frasca. Been here six years. Six years. Unbelievable. Scott Maxim looking like he's been here not a day over two. He's been here nine years. Getting that great music on a Saturday morning. Just makes us happy. Makes us dance. Makes us keep just want to come back next Saturday morning. Same with Ashley answering questions off the air. Making sure everything's fine. Guests like Patricia Collins. It's been a great 2015, my friends. I have had a lovely time. And we'll have a best of next Saturday because i won't be out of town for a little bit. And we are going to be back on Saturday the 9th, I guess, of January where we'll celebrate my 22nd year hosting the Lawn and Garden Show. We'll see you next Saturday and the Saturday after that. Have a great holiday weekend. Happy New Year!
3: I'm going to Miami